beer, 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 bong, 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 beer, bong, 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 beer, bong, 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 beer, beers, bongs, battle axes, beers, bongs, battle axes, beers, bongs, battle axes, beers, bongs, battle axes. Why do we suck? Uh, welcome to the final beers, bongs, and battle axes of the year. I'm your host, Mike, as always, joined by my cohorts. Hello. Hello. That's Tyler and Nicole, for those of you <laughs> who aren't in the room with us. <laughs> I, I wanted to say my name, but I just couldn't build I, up I the, couldn't bring myself yeah, to do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it eventually. <laughs> All right, so... Since this is our last of the year and our last podcast was about the best video juegos of 2019 in our opinion, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of the year Mm -hmm. and a special section probably towards the end where we'll talk about specifically our favorite horror movies of the year. Yes. And uh, yeah, let's rock and roll. Tyler, what do you got? What did you see this year that stood out to you? I wasn't prepared for this question. I came with my favorite horror movie, but uh, right off the bat, then the movie that stuck out the most to me and that I remember the most was for sure The Lighthouse. I would throw that under horror myself, personally, like a psychological horror slash thriller. And even with that said, it's still my favorite movie this year. Yeah, overall. Yeah. It was freaking fantastic. I unfortunately didn't see it yet. Oh, man. I'm going to have to watch that one. Yeah, I couldn't really recommend good. it enough to people. There's only two people in the whole friggin' film, right? Yeah. It's just William Defoe and uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, and what I really like about it is because of the time period it's set in, it's black and white, mm-hmm. and it's shot uh, 4x3, which is standard ratio mm-hmm. of the old tube TVs versus 16x9, which is what modern HD is. Right. And so it gives you that really claustrophobic feeling, having those black bars on the side of the screen the entire time. It really helps to make you feel uneasy, like you're trapped on this island mm-hmm. with these two wacky-ass lighthouse keepers <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the whole movie's just a trip. And you'd think... I don't know, yeah, on paper that sounds like a really rough concept. Because mm-hmm. it's like, how are you going to be attached to two people for two hours? Or, yeah. uh, well, it was about an hour and a half. I guess. Hour forty, I think. It was perfect length. Uh, honestly, like they didn't do too much, they didn't do too little, and you fall in love with both. Like I am now Team Robert Pattinson. That He's guy a phenomenal actor. I was really genuinely good. shocked by it. Yeah, and Defoe really did steal it, though. I mean, as good as Robert was, William well, he, he got the goes more fun of the two characters. Robert Pattinson's playing the more normal guy that we, as the you audience, are normal. supposed to. That's why I love that ourselves movie. with. Yeah, yeah you'd think it's normal. kind of a mind fuck. It's a surrealist nightmare. Yeah. It gets really Lovecraftian at parts, at too, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And, of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, this movie is the second outing from, uh, I think his name's Roger Eggers, or Robert, Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers. who is the director of The Vivitch, The Witch. The Vivitch. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, and I love that movie, and I love the trend that he's continuing with these films where... Like, 95% of the dialogue is pulled from journals, news articles, and things like that from the time period they're capturing to really get the 
the tone and the speak of the time uh-huh. down that really helps with the immersion. Yeah, no, that's 100%. And that's why I love The Witch, too, because even though you couldn't understand what the fuck the dad was saying throughout the entire movie, you're just like... <laughs> you get that's lost true. in it because it's like, damn, they really did talk like that back then? Same with The Lighthouse. Like, they said they pulled dialogue from, like, journals and stuff from old lighthouse keepers, and that's just cool as shit. But I think my favorite part about that movie would be the tone. Because I finally figured out why I liked it so much. Because it's like, it looks like one of those old school monster movies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Nosferatu or something like right. that. But the monster's never there. But it still feels like there's just this hover, like... You feel like they're not the alone. Right, yeah. exactly. But nothing ever happens. But it just has that feeling of just unease just right from the get-go. And I fucking love it. That was one of the things I loved about The Witch is that that movie isn't scary in the traditional sense of like, oh, oh, it's horrifying, but The Witch and The Lighthouse both do such a good job of making you feel like you're watching that movie with a five pound weight on your chest. Exactly, yeah. And you're just, you're uncomfortable, you're uneasy the entire Mm -hmm. time, and that you can't shake that feeling. Mm -hmm. So, by the time you finish the movie, you feel like you just went through a haunted house See, I need to watch The Lighthouse, but I have seen The Witch. The Witch is yeah. freaking fantastic. They turned a baby into paste in that movie, so The Witch could make herself <laughs> younger again. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> that movie's if like two years it. old. <laughs> if you want to see Baby Jelly. Mm, baby Jelly. <laughs> so, Nicole, what were some up. of your favorite movies this year? Well, I really loved Toy Story 4. Yes. It was really good. Yeah. I cried like a baby at the end. Oh, I my did gosh. too, honestly. I cry easy these days at movies. Oh, as we get older, man, it's just no point in holding back anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but no, we, we ain't got nothing proof. I was telling her this earlier, but yeah, like Toy Stories 1 through 3 kind of signify like my whole childhood because, mm-hmm. you know, the original came out in 98, like the peak of. There's 95. 95? I remember like, seeing that one in theaters with my mom. Yeah. God. I thought it was 98. Or was that the second one? Second one was the 99. Se- 99, okay. Yeah. It still came out pretty quick in comparison. Well, I mean, just contrast, just looking at the first two, like mm-hmm. just how much better the second one was. Oh, the technology like years, made yeah. it ridiculously at the time. Crazy. But yeah, like those like definitely defined my childhood because three came out like right when I was 20. Mm. I want to say that it was, that movie feels like the ending of childhood. No, it does because that would put Andy about the same age as us too. Yeah, so him like, getting ready to go to college yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And then four is just so goddamn depressing. Yes. That it was like, wow, this really, See, this is the song of my 20s right here. The thing is, is like three practically shattered my existence, but four, was, I was just like, oh God. <laughs> you know, you feel personally not, attacked yeah, by the like, end I'm of that movie. I'm not ready for this. And I was team, because I, I, with a lot of people, that I thought Toy Story 3 ended mm-hmm. perfectly. Didn't yes. need to make a fourth Didn't one. need a sequel. And then I heard it was announced, and I saw the trailers, and I was just like, really fucking feels like a cash grab, you guys. Like, come on, Pixar. Then you watch it, and yeah. It's, You're just like, I'm so happy they made this. easily one of, if not the best, of the Toy Stories. Yeah. Oh, I mean, definitely. It shows that even though Pixar's had a lot of hits and misses lately mm-hmm. that like when they really put their heart and soul into a movie they can still create masterpieces even if it is a sequel yeah exactly not that you know by looking at the Cars franchise <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone someone got, got got put back in the cage for those movies <laughs> it's like they let him out for one idea and then they're like no no 
Uh, one of, and this is kind of a surprising one for me. This is nowhere near like my favorite favorite movie of the year, but one of the ones that definitely makes like my top three. Adam's Family, the animated yes. film that came out this year. I haven't seen that one yet. It was good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the few movies where you know how you saw the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. And they were super, like almost cringy and eye rolling. I wouldn't say with the sense of humor, like. Well, I, I mean that's just the norm these days for those kind of trailers, anyway. But what I'm go what I what I mean is like those jokes they show in the trailer are actually funnier in the context of the film when you see the film as a whole. Yeah. Whereas you know when you typically see those commercials, you roll your eyes at the joke in the trailer. You roll your eyes at it in the movie too. You're like, that was a dumb joke. Mm. This is one of the few where it works so well in the context of the story and what's going on that you're like, ha ha, yeah. that was funny. Mm. Literally laughed through the whole thing. Like, it, honestly, the jokes were. The voice acting was fantastic. It was great. Charlize Theron was a great Morticia Adams. Yeah. Uh, even Chloe Grace Moretz was pretty good. Was she Wednesday? Yeah, she was okay. Wednesday. And I'm pretty over her outside of like. Uh, the Kick-Ass series. Like, I think she's great in those, but Carrie. I still haven't forgiven her for that Carrie remake. Mm. Bastard. She did a remake of an old Swedish film. Swedish? Uh, Let the Right One In. She was in that She movie? was in the remake. Of, what was the remake called? The American one. Isn't that, didn't they use the same name? Uh-uh. It was like Let Me In or... I don't okay. know. It was, she was really good in that movie. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, I've never seen that. That was like, yeah, I think... 2012 or no 2010 maybe mm. still good but hell yeah, Just, a- yeah. any other uh, non-horror movies you want to talk about that you've uh, seen this year Lighthouse Man I guess it would be horror but I saw a it's lot super more than humor. that oh no it's, yeah. it's a genre like a not defining but a genre blend a yeah. huge one but um, the easiest classification would be horror, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think, because we have seen a lot of fucking movies this year. We really have. I know, that's what I'm trying to think. Too. I mean, I, by default, I guess I would have to say Endgame, because, well... Yeah. It's fucking yeah. Avengers. Well, uh, that's so, it's so hard to qualify it, because if we didn't have almost 15 years worth of build up to Infinity War and Endgame, I don't know if we would be saying that about the film. Like, it's still a good film, but it it's it's the build up of all those emotions you felt through every single film they made that makes Endgame work so well. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's if it was definitely just... a good movie. That's just my one thought on it, is if you don't have that background, then it's definitely not one of the best movies of the year. No. Yeah, no, you're, that's a fair statement because it's too much like an event to be like talked about as his own movie. Honestly, right? Like, it does feel like the crossover comics of the actual Marvel universe. Like it feels like the Civil War event that went on for a whole year, but this is the culmination of it in film form. Yeah, and if you got the investment yeah because I've been watching since first Iron Man so yeah I've been I've seen every movie every I up every year been there and then it finally capped off and then there's a lot I thought was wrong with it and I I wouldn't say it was fan servicey but it was like they really missed opportunities that's fair but I still can't really 
hate it. I mean, Endgame, oh, definitely I not. Was the perfect, it had me. That movie had me in fucking tears too. Was a great ending for all involved. So I couldn't agree more. One of I'm the only one who's seen this here, but one of my favorite movies of the year too. The Irishman for Martin Scorsese. I just need to nut up and just I go the three. I know it's three and a half I, I, hours, I so it's kind geez. of. A I want to see it because I love Scorsese. I just I can't find the gumption. It was great. It's nowhere near one of his best films yeah. or any of the actresses' best films either. But it was a solid gangster movie, a fantastic period piece. The digital de aging on it looked great. That, yeah, like, I watched it in four K and it looks fantastic. My biggest problem with it is the digital de-aging can only mask so much because, like, this isn't really spoilery. There's a scene in the film where Robert De Niro goes to beat up this shopkeep because the dude had pushed his daughter. Mm -hmm. And, like, he throws him on the ground, punches him a bit, and then, like, stomps on his hand. And while he's de-aged to look like 30-year-old Robert De Niro... He's still stooped like a, a man almost 80. And, oh. like, he's kicking like a man that's 80 years old. <laughs> like, his hands are shaking with a little bit of the palsy. And, like, his stomping on the foot. It looks like a, an 80-year-old man pretending to beat somebody up with a 30-year-old man's man face. face. It, that's it's funny. a little unnerving. <laughs> and also, like, the use, like, how much they used the digital de-aging and shit like that. Mm. Like, I didn't have a problem with Scorsese's comments about Marvel to begin with, but then I see how much he's using digital de-aging in this movie and shit like that, and I'm just like, you're being kind of a hypocrite, Martin. <laughs> and one of the things about this movie, too, is it, it fills you with a lot of regret, and that regret being that we never got a movie with Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino in their prime. Like if they if we could have gotten a movie when they were all actually in their thirties and forties, right? It probably would still be talked about as the greatest film ever made at this point. I can't argue that, and I it still blows my mind because they're, yeah, what was it like early eighties, late nineties? It was just that whole time frame was from just the seventies. Well, from the seventies to well, the I mean 90s. that was like the Goodfellas eras of like gangster yeah, movies and stuff. But like, like casino Pacino is mostly known for like Godfather, which those were well, yeah. both seventies movies. Yeah, and yeah, we, that would have been a hell of a fucking movie. But. but no, it's it's definitely good. The acting's great. It's interesting because you go into this movie and you think Pesci's gonna play a character like. Uh, his character in Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. Complete opposite of that. Very quiet, very reserved character. You get to see him really, like, subtle acting, and it's just, oh, it gives you the chills because he's so fantastic. <laughs> and you can see why he came out of retirement to do this movie. Yeah. That's cool. Well, another one that I thought was great this year was The Joker. Yeah, we can't. Honestly, I, whenever I saw like Joaquin Phoenix was going to be Joker, I was like, I didn't know how I felt about it. And then I saw the trailer and was just like, this is about to be amazing. And it was. It was honestly. <laughs> it, was awesome. it was honestly very. It very was good. dark. It. I thought it had a good message. I mean, people yeah. are always going to argue and say otherwise. Yeah. Um. I won't name names, but I work with a guy because I. I always thought it was just like a select group mm -hmm. of people, mainly people who are super conservative and super Christian, which is who this guy is, but I still love working with him. He's a good guy, but he said he went and saw it at the Dollar Theater, and 
his first response is like, I almost wanted to walk out. And I was like, why? He said, uh, I just couldn't do it. I just, no wonder why people are wanting to shoot up like schools and shoot up movies and stuff. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's, I, I feel like they were trying to convey like mental illness mm-hmm. in a positive light. I mean, fucked up situations like in that whole movie. It was but. trying to highlight the need to take mental health seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant, but... It's, yeah, but people of that demographic, I don't think it's ever going to get into their thick skulls that depression's a real thing. You know? Right. Well, Seriously. And a movie that actually conveys it, yeah, it might make you uncomfortable, but fuck, man, that's real life. <laughs> the movie's not. Real but, life's uncomfortable. Fuck, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But controversy and all that shit aside, no, that was... It was a fantastic <laughs> it's a great movie. movie. It's interesting because the Joker plays such a big part in the fact that, like, Heath Ledger, I balked when they announced he was cast as Joker in the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, me too. Series. The guy from Ten Things I Hate About You. Okay. And then, uh, and then I saw the movie. He was fantastic. It was like, all right, I need to not be so quick to rush to judgment. Mm. And then they announced Jared Leto for the Suicide oh, Squad, God. and I was like, I bet he's gonna be great. I mean, look at what Heath Ledger did with the friggin' I thought the same. And he's got an Oscar for Requiem for a Dream, and he's great in that movie. And then Suicide Squad came out, and I was just like, oh, no. So when they announced Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker, I was like, part of one half of my brain was like don't judge him remember Heath Ledger and the cynic side of my brain was like no remember Leto you've been burned before you don't want to get burned again and that's um, I'm kind of the opposite with Joaquin because Leto I was actually on board too because Mm -hmm. I do like Leto he's a talented dude but it was the first screenshot or picture of him with the fucking tat and then Mm. that's when I was like I'm out like (laughs) it's not gonna be a good joker I I was scared (laughs) but I hadn't pulled the pin yet but it wasn't until the movie came out where I was just like oh no Joaquin's track record and just how he acts in movies I was pretty stoked because I already knew it wasn't gonna be an over-the-top comic book version it was gonna be a more surrealist Mm -hmm. fucking darker version which is what it was and I was just like yeah I couldn't have asked for a better Joker movie. See, I haven't seen a lot of Keen, a lot of Joaquin Phoenix films, but so when they announced him, I was like, "Well, I liked him in Walk the Line. That's a really good movie." Yeah, that's a yeah. Great movie. and so I was like, "Well, we'll see." And then they announced, like, "Yeah, it's uh, taking a lot of inspiration from '70s Scorsese films, like Taxi Driver and stuff like that." And I was like, "You had my interest. Now you have my attention." <laughs> and on the line of that, a lot of comparisons were being drawn to The Last King of Comedy too. With yeah, Robert which is own De Niro film. Yeah. And Scorsese. And Scorsese, which it did, well, yeah, some of it, I feel like, draw, drew a lot of inspiration from that, but it's still just, is his own thing. Yeah, it was. It's fucking awesome. I mean, that's all you can really do nowadays, since every story ever has been told, is you can yeah. find a way to tell it yourself and pay homage to the movies that inspired it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still thinking, so if you got another one... I'm... Do you have any more? Yeah, if you got um, I mean, too. I have my horror ones picked out. <laughs> I mean, we can go into horror because I'm trying to oh, think. We there's one. I feel like there are more movies that came out this year that I've seen. Did God, King of Monsters come out this year? It was this yeah. year, and it, it was. We've I talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It was definitely. 
It was a movie. Did you see <laughs> Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? It was fucking terrible. I passed. It was, yeah. I watched it, and I, I was so bored by the end of it. Yeah. She said they goosebumps did. It was, yeah. No, that's when I when I yeah. read the plot where it was like the kids reading from the actual book, mm-hmm. and the monsters come out. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, it was. <laughs> come on. It was terrible. Somewhere Jack Black's uh. rolling in his grave. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, He's wait. not dead yet. No, he's not, but that Jablinski guy on YouTube <laughs> sure looks like a heck of a lot like him. He went Super Saiyan. It was one good non-fucking shoot him up blowy up movie. It, it wasn't Lighthouse. It was John Wick 3. Yeah, that, that came this out this year. year. Uh-huh. Which one? John Wick 3. Oh, fuck. Those movies are just a gem. <laughs> like, That's the definition of good popcorn theater. Exactly. Like, they're not... They're not there to show you anything. They're not trying to prove to you that they're smart or anything. Just like they're watch just the explosions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sure, they'll throw in a couple different plot points in each movie, but at, at the end of the day, it's just John Wick fucking massacring these poor bastards. Yeah. Oh man, what was it? Yeah, I I can't think of another one that I've seen. Oh. Um. Oh my goodness, why? I what? know I can <laughs> see it. it. Uh, <laughs> Describe it. It was that comedy with the two high school girls and uh, Olivia Wilde directed. Oh, Booksmart. Booksmart. Yes. I have not seen it yet, but I, I heard just such good things. It. And is it not, good? oh, it's not only funny as hell, but it's just a genuinely good fucking movie. And I heard it got slept on, like, because I think it came out earlier this year, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people missed it. But it's it's literally, I think it's a lot of comparison was to Superbad, and I think it's better than Superbad. I, really? It's fucking amazing movie. I wow. was like crying laughing. Oh my gosh. And it's heartfelt and yeah, it's just I recommend it if you haven't seen it. I haven't. Ooh, you know what one we should talk about for a little bit? What? Uh that we actually reviewed on like our second podcast, Good Boys. That came out this year, and I definitely say that was yes. one of my favorite movies to come out this year. Yes. Did you happen to see that when I it came out? I don't think I did. See, we thought it was... We went into it thinking it was going to be just, like, super bad for middle schoolers. Uh-huh. But it actually turns out to be this really endearing story about how you drift from your best friends that you have when you're, like, pre-middle school. Mm-hmm. And how most people do end up drifting away from those kids once they get into middle school and high school. Because, you know, kids go to different schools. Kids get different... Interests as they right. get older, getting your first girlfriend, and yeah, stuff like and that. it's uh, it's really it's heartwarming and it's very endearing. Those kids were really talented, mm-hmm. and it was raunchy in the right ways. Yeah, I didn't see that. Did you guys see Detective Pikachu? Oh, fuck yes, I loved it, really? I, I loved yeah. it too. I, that's mm-hmm. I would eventually like to see a, a Pokemon live action movie that kind of followed the same concept as the video games. Yes, and I honestly from the bottom of my heart, believe that this movie was trying to dip the toe into that realm. Like, get people interested enough so they could go full tilt. Yeah, so they don't want to just blow their load on the Pokemon everybody knows and it be a bad movie. Right. So it's like, let's see if people like the designs with this weird off story and go from there. Oh, fuck. Why why aren't we talking about Alita, man? That was... You didn't... I didn't didn't see it. I loved it. It's (laughs) one of my favorite manga adaptations I've ever seen. Which is so hard for America to do, apparently. I still haven't healed in my heart from the Dragon Ball one. <laughs> Somewhere, somehow, child 
is having a heart attack because you said the name out loud. <laughs> Some random get <laughs> I actually like that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get out. Thought it was a decent film. They did Goku right. See, I'm looking at this list of films that came out, and I'm like, I saw a lot of movies this year. They were mostly crap. Aladdin, The Lion King. Spider-Man Far From Home wasn't crap, but it definitely does not no. bear mentioning, really. Well, it was. Uh, it did its job. It's just another Marvel film movie. Tom Holland was fantastic in it. Oh, yeah, he's... Hashtag my Spider-Man. Uh, yep. But, um, damn, this really was a year at Disney. Those rich yeah. bastards. I was about to say, I just saw <laughs> Frozen 2, and I thought it was amazing. It did, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. People were saying it wasn't... I liked it. Yeah? Okay. I honestly did. Okay. Happy Death Day to You came out this year, but I haven't seen it yet. And yeah. I really liked the first one. I thought it was really funny. And I thought I hate-watched it the first time. So I was like, this is going to be stupid. It's a PG-13 horror version of Groundhog's Day. <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, oh, these actors are really charming. And they're not taking themselves too seriously. And it actually edges more towards comedy than it does real horror. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. And I was actually pretty excited for two when I saw the trailers. I just I never mean, got around yeah. to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're um, listening to this and you've seen uh, Happy Death Day to you, let us know what you thought of it, because I haven't seen it yet. And I know it, sorry, what did you say? Are you done? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, no, <laughs> I meant I was going to wait, but I know I talked about it last time too, but I'm mm. definitely, because I don't know, I guess it is technically horror, but it's not my favorite, but it is one of my favorite movies this year, and that's fucking Doctor Sleep. That was... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think we all came movie. to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a consensus. Our, that's yeah, best horror that's film the best of the year. One. Yeah, it was just so good. It Such was a phenomenal. damn shame that and it I, did just terribly in theaters. Well, I meant to text you. I heard a, or saw on Reddit that a three-hour director's cut is going to be released on Blu-ray, and it uh, is follows the book a little bit closer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I saw that too. article today too, and I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, but Doctor Sleep, man. I think the biggest missed opportunity this year of movies that I should have seen that I didn't, Dora the Ex- and the Lost City of Gold. That actually looked like a fun movie. It did, yeah. Did I, you see it? I mean, no, I didn't. Uh-oh. I think I saw the trailer once. It looked really funny, and I like a lot of the a- actors in it. Like, Michael Pena's in Michael it. Pena. He's then, so fucking was funny. Was it Sofia Vergara? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, was it? No, 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 no. It was. Oh my God, Eva, Eva, Eva Longoria. Longoria, thank you. And uh, Danny Trejo plays Boots. Aw, <laughs> what? Machete. I hope it's literally just him making monkey movies, noises. <laughs> the, no actual dialogue. No actual dialogue. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, Hellboy was okay. Like, I feel like if if that whole movie could have had the same tone as the last scene, it would have been better than the Guillermo del Toro films. Bah, the, the fact that I'm so I'm that's I'm still so very salty. We didn't get to see the trilogy conclude. Oh yeah, no. I They're like no, nah, we won't fun Yermo, but fuck, we'll restart it. It's like what? Because David Harbour's <laughs> really popular right now. You and guys, he was the best part about it. If I could have any replacement for Ron Perlman, it would probably be Harbour. Yeah, I but didn't. It, it, this is down to the writing. I didn't like the way they wrote. Hellboy is no. such a mopey little bitch throughout most of that movie. He was mopey and. The editing was super quick and weird because I just watched it like two nights ago. Like a ago. Michael Bay film. Yeah, it is like a Michael Bay film. But that last scene where yeah, they're, great. they're shooting up the place yeah. to Motley Crue, yeah. Kickstart My Heart. I was like, if the whole movie had been this, it would have been better than Del Toro's. Mm-hmm. 
because it's that like I hope it gets a sequel because if they can build off what they did at that ending scene where yeah. it, it, this is now the Hellboy that we see in the comics who's been doing this a while mm-hmm. primo yeah well, shall we move into horror then I guess I think because I can't think of anything well we talked about Doctor Sleep the sequel to The Shining fantastic film Ewan McGregor was a great Dan, uh, older Dan Torrance yeah and uh, I think her name's Rebecca Ferguson, maybe, who played Rose the Hat. Oh, yeah. She. She party. <laughs> she party. And she was really good in that movie. Really, yes. really talented. Like, she was intimidating when she got mad. Mm-hmm. When she was trying to be charming, you're just like, ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, no, the little girl who played Abra, I think, was the weakest part, but even she still did pretty good. She just was pretty monotone for a lot of her dial. What, during the third act? Which Through is most a, like, of the movie, honestly. Like the oldest version of herself? Yeah. Like 14-year-old or whatever? But, you know, other than that, that's like my only real complaint, and it's not much of a complaint, to be honest. Fair enough. Because I could watch that movie like a dozen times. <laughs> um, any other... Fuck Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer was my personal favorite outside of Doctor Sleep. I haven't if, I haven't seen it either. If I could go back and say I what what did you say? Like uh, you regret not seeing that's the one I regret is mm-hmm. not seeing Midsummer. Oh also you, Parasite. Wait, we I thought I took you to see Midsummer. No, I had to I had work or something, I don't remember. That's right. I took Jared to yeah. see it. That was it's a great film. Beautifully shot, mm-hmm. super disturbing at times mm-hmm. and like have you seen the the original Wicker Man not the not, not the base yeah. <laughs> no it's it's very much in the vein no, of the, I've, the I've original Wicker one. Man yeah and that so was a it's creepy just, fucking movie yeah it's phenomenal gorgeously lit mm-hmm. and one of the only horror movies where I was like this actually works in the daylight yeah because like Final Destination 2 my biggest complaint with that movie is 90% of it takes place during the day so it's not scary like the the wreck on the highways in the like mm-hmm. the middle of the afternoon and it's just like when it's not in the dark and there's not a bunch of heavy shadows dancing off of everything it's not as scary <laughs> but yeah yeah what was your favorite horror movie don't ask year? me first no <laughs> No. <laughs> Fine, Nicole, go. <laughs> All right, so my personal favorite was the Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That was the Zac Efron, the Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was wow. that? I never got around Honestly, to it. Honestly, I am I am a huge Ted Bundy fan. Like, I think he's really interesting. And I thought Zac Efron was terrifying. And he looks very similar to Ted Bundy. I would recommend watching it. That's <laughs> right, folks. You heard it here first. She's a Ted Bundy <laughs> fangirl. <laughs> Take that as you will. The ghost of Bundy is smiling upon us. <laughs> Please don't know. Did he get cold in here? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny because I heard a lot of people were bitching about that it was Zac yeah. Efron. And I'm like, dude, did you he know, lured women in with his charming looks, man. Like, I mean, at first, when I like saw it was Zac Efron, I was like, no way. But honestly, he was terrifying. Really? Yeah. He's another one that, like, because he got famous from a high school musical... I had an attitude about him. I'm like, oh, fuck that guy. And Same. I saw him in something. Yeah. I was like, oh, I it's think. probably Neighbors, right? Yeah. That's where I was Or just Greatest like, Showman, too, where I was like, wow, dude can, like, act. He can throw down, man. Mm-hmm. He can, and he's funny. It's like Channing Tatum. Like, yeah. I was in that boat, too. Like, then I saw 21 Jump Street and mm-hmm. fell in love with the guy. 
It's just weird uh, how that works. It's yeah. that weird mentality thing. Like, oh, that guy's a fucking douche, so I don't like him. Or, or he's a little Chad or whatever he was yeah. in a high school musical. Right. But, yeah, I hate that we're like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably very nice people. Right. <laughs> we're just shitting on them. Except for that Jonah Hill fellow. <laughs> um, any, like... What? Well, I mean... Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to go in depth with that or anything. Oh, like, I mean, just the way that I, f- I feel like they they followed his story pretty well, like Ted Bundy's story, mm-hmm. and um, just the way that they portrayed like Zac Efron as Ted Bundy, it was just phenomenal. That's all I really have to say about it. Like, it's just one of those ones that you have to watch. Hmm. Most excellent. Yes. Most excellent. Yes. Tyler. Um, yeah. Uh, Ready or not, that was definitely my favorite. Word. What is that one about? That one is about, I kind of got a little lost, but um, this girl who I absolutely adore, I think she could be the next face of like horror and mm-hmm. horror comedies, like um, Samara Weaving, which I actually found out she's Hugo Weaving's niece. Ooh. Yeah, from Australia. Australia. <laughs> Wait, Hugo Weaving's Australian? Yeah. I thought he or was from Zealand. England. No, he's from one of those. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know geography. Um, nope. But yeah, I think she is just fantastic because mm-hmm. she was in um, a couple episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead and she killed the little screen time she had. She was the blonde girl that got injured in the woods. Oh. And ended up getting shot out in pieces in the cabin. Like, She's just good. And then she was also in, a, everybody dogged on the movie, but um, The Babysitter on Netflix. She was the main bad guy in that and then... Is that the one where, like, the babysitter turns out she's part of a satanic death cult? Yeah. That yeah. movie was freaking hilarious. It was funny as fuck, and I really loved it, and I think she can... I was pretty glad she got her own movie, like, because this one went to theaters and stuff. Anyway, she's the main reason I mm-hmm. love this movie. But she marries this guy, or before she can get married to this guy, he, she has to be... Um, what it's like initiated into the family. Initiated. That's so the word I was looking for. Yeah, the so family is... They're um, playing hide and seek. That's right. Well, well, okay, so they're like board game makers or whatever, like uh-huh. game makers, and they have to... They have like this box of like different kinds of games, and she has to like turn the box, and it pops a card out, and she got hide and seek. Yes. Yeah. Because they're... What is it? The patriarch that built the mansion. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he made a deal with his friend or something, like, that if they don't play these games... And they don't get, or that person doesn't get married, something bad will happen to the family. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a weird satanic pact. And, uh, but everybody thinks it's all bullshit anyway. But every other game is normal, like, because there was cards or chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so if they play that, it would have been good. But she pulled hide and seek, and that's the only game where they actually, they, they have to kill her, or have capture her, find her and capture her before dawn and perform a sacrifice on her. It's it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) It's like, so it's these, um, the mom and the husband and their kids, um, because the girl, Samara's character is marrying into the family and he's got a brother, and I guess I should open up with that. The two Mm -hmm. brothers are kids in the beginning, opening scene, and, uh, this girl's just running for her life and she's like, uh, or this guy, Mm -hmm. this guy's running for his life and he finds the kid, he's like, please kid, help me, meh. And the kid's, like, having an existential crisis, and he's like, he's over here! And they find him and kill him, and then that's the beginning of the movie. That's freaking awesome. And so this whole movie is just um, Samara's character trying to 
survive the night. And it's just fucking hilarious and it's gory and yeah. I love it. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. If it's it on Amazon, movie. I might have to rent that tonight. Hell yeah. That sounds like something I really I can't recommend it enough. And I just recently saw it because I saw it was uh, available for rent. And I can't. I, that was another one I slept on, but then I saw it and I was like, yep, that's. I regret not seeing that one favorite. in theaters because I yeah. really liked the trailers for that film. Yeah, and that's what kind of killed it though because they do show a lot in that Red Band trailer. Really? Yeah. And I, that's the one I saw first, but even that aside, loved it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think we've uh, covered all the movies we really want to talk about, unless anybody else has one that they haven't mentioned yet. No. You do. Isn't it your go on Midsummer? Or did you I talked it? about Midsummer you already. Okay. Yeah, not go super. I was just giving you the floor, yeah. man. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the end of the year. This is the last podcast of the year. Kind of worn down. So brevity is the soul of wit, my friend. Well, if we want to kill a little more time, um, you guys have any movies you're disappointed in? Um, like I said, Blind scary. King. Oh Aladdin. God, <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. I was like honestly really looking forward to it because I loved the books and it was just I wasted money on watching that and I hate saying that mm-hmm. but yeah. damn you Guillermo I can't think of anything else <laughs> just stick to a project please they're good when you do <laughs> <laughs> you ADD bastard <laughs> yeah fucking both the Lion King and Aladdin were pretty disappointing to me, honestly. Mm. Just like the Lion King, you know, I get you want to do photorealistic lions, but if you're not willing to cartoon them up enough so that they can emote, there's just a disconnect between the the delivery of the voiceover and what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah. And so it's just like it's hard to get invested in. James Earl Jones sounded like he was going to drop dead at any minute. Poor man. <laughs> please, James, just, please get through the lines. Please get through the lines. <laughs> Simba. Just takes a pause. All the guys in the back are like, <laughs> I am your father. Just looking through the window. <laughs> oh, God, it's Darth Vader. Nope, it's just James on his oxygen tank. Everything the light <laughs> touches. <laughs> Uh, like, Aladdin, my biggest problem with it is a lot of the things they changed from the cartoon, I felt the changes that they did were less epic and a lot less of a spectacle than what was in the actual cartoon. Yeah. Like, Iago being transformed into a giant bird instead of Jafar turning into a giant snake. I was like, that's lame. It's like it's, that bullshit they did in Maleficent, where, they tur- where she turned her little crony into the dragon. And he still didn't even look like a cool dragon. He was like a weird crow dragon thing. Ugh. I don't know. It, that was like, I like Maleficent, but that part I was like, he couldn't. What? She just turned into a dragon. Did you guys see us? I yes. Did. I didn't watch that, but I did watch Get Out. Get Out's yeah, a good film. Good I on. think it's the better of the two from Jordan Peele, personally. One hundred percent. I I just feel like us got so big in scale for the story that it like kind of got away from him yes and it doesn't it's not as solid of a premise as uh get out is right but it's it's still a good movie the acting was phenomenal winston duke's great yeah i couldn't bring myself to watch the new child's play either uh rj said it was really good really but i also couldn't bring myself to watch it i was like i love mark hamill but my allegiance is firmly with Brad Dourif in the Chucky terms. Yes. 
Because yes. he's fucking phenomenal. And that man is way more talented than people give him credit for. Oh, yeah. Because he was Grimma Wormtongue in... Uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. What was that other movie, too, where he's really good? Um, was it Exorcist 3? Where yes. he's in jail? Like, plays a serial killer? Yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal in yeah. that film. He was fuck- well, that movie... In- I hadn't seen that movie in years, and I think I saw well, Red Letter Media. Yeah, YouTube and they video. talk about like, how it's it's slept on because yeah. people associate it with Exorcist 2, which is far away <laughs> one of the worst movies ever made. Pazuzu! <laughs> Pazuzu! Oh, my God. For years when I was watching Futurama, every time I saw an episode with Pazuzu in it, I was like, where do I know that name? And then... That Red Letter Media video came up. I was like, The Exorcist 2, fucking duh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. I think that was a solid last uh, last podcast for the year, Governor. <laughs> kind of a bummer we're about to go see Cats after this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am so excited to shit on this movie. I am. Oh my gosh. I, I just... wish I had more alcohol on my so system. So I watched the trailer today because I haven't seen the trailer and I watched it and yeah. I was like, I really don't know how I feel about this. Oh, man. You know? I mean, like some of the like some of the singers in there are great, but like I don't know how I feel about like Taylor Swift. I don't know how I feel about the production design, honestly. I know. Like, I don't weird like the way they look. Weird choices for the way they did the cats. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you see that trailer and yeah, this, it's horrifying. Like yeah. the CG, what they did, what, what they're trying to capture with the CG is just disgusting. Yeah. But I did like how... They were proportionate. They mm-hmm. did look like an actual cat in mm-hmm. like a room, and instead like... of just people in a cat costume. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it, I liked how I, I, I for one, really did like the set design. It looked kind of cool. Yeah, the set design is one thing. Is is more the cat outfits? No, the outfits. That are yeah, <gasps> but and that's also the, and then the talent because mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson is yeah, she's amazing. Whoa, beautiful voice. And I, then... I just don't know how I feel about Taylor Swift. I, just, I don't know. One Rebel Wilson. That's where you kind of know because yes. it's got Rebel Wilson, uh-huh. who I do love, but then it's James Corden, mm-hmm. who I also like. And but he you has see a them in Broadway. And it's supposedly this big Broadway musical, and it's like, it's weird when you take comedy actors and put them in those. Like James Corden's more of a Broadway guy than he is a comedy guy, though. He's, it's true, though, and I'm not dogging Corden. But I don't know what Rebel Wilson is. It might be Rebel Wilson then, or T Swift, I don't know, but. Yeah, Taylor Swift, uh, like, she's a pop singer. I don't know. Oh, and Jason Derulo, who's another one Mm -hmm. they threw in there. I don't know if she has the chops, though, for Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Just, like, the way she sings, I just, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to find out in a few. Leave a comment and a like if you want us to review Cats going into next year. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, leave us an address and we'll send you a Totino's pizza roll. Just one Totino's pizza roll. <laughs> <laughs> Through the email. You'll have to 3D print it. What is this, Smart House? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered a Disney movie. <laughs> With Katie Seagal as the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. Ah, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Ah, uh, Futurama. Hey. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. <laughs> now we're rambling. All right. <laughs> have a good end of your year, Falcon, that will be listening to this. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. All ten of you. Like, subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Annoy your friends with this podcast. Hopefully next year we'll be able to afford a podcasting service site so we can get it up on places where people actually listen to podcasts like Spotify and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be very cool. And uh, happy holidays, y'all. We'll see y'all next year. Merry Christmas.